Hey everyone, Scott here with a quick message before we get started tonight, and the message is, this episode has a lot of swearing in it. Um, not very much from Macy and me, although that might, I think that happens, but uh, mostly because the, the music group we're covering tonight, Run the Jewels, does just swear a ton in their music, um, which we enjoy, <laughs> but uh, if you're the type that is not here for the swearing, maybe maybe skip this episode. There really is no way of getting around it, um, or if you're listening with kids and you're assuming that this is going to be a non-swearing episode. Um, now you've been fairly warned. I mean, No Small Thing tends to be not heavy on the swears, but um, this week's episode is different. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you that warning. Uh, aside from that, uh, I haven't said this in a while, but if you're looking for ways to support the podcast, which I hope you are, um, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, maybe you didn't know we had a Patreon account, but if you want to support us financially, uh, a Patreon is a great way to do that. And if you want to support us in other ways, you could give us a rating and review on iTunes. That is huge. Um, it's, it, it helps bump us up in the algorithms of iTunes. And just another easy way for you to support the podcast is to post about us in your social media. Uh, so if you want to do that even now, just a quick post about us in your IG stories or your Facebook or your Snapchat or your TikTok or whatever it is that you're on, um, Maybe just give a little post about No Small Thing. Aside from that, we really hope you enjoy this episode. We had a blast uh, deep diving Run the Jewels this last week, and we think they're an awesome inspirational group. And maybe because of this episode, you'll get into this band, or um, this will just be an opportunity for you to have fun listening to some friends talk about a really cool music group. Um, so yeah, that's it. Hope you enjoy it. Get ready for the swears. Have fun. Oh, hey. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less cynical... Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's old. Less certain. Yeah, let me try that again. Uh, we believe in cynical. Case in point, this band that we're about to listen to. Uh, hey everybody. Wait, 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 wait. Your okay. mic has a cobweb on it and it's going to annoy me. <laughs> okay. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated... <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody welcome to no small thing the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life i'm scott and i'm mace welcome to episode number 107 and one way that we help you live a less certain life is by deep diving artists <laughs> and musicians and we we are just approaching a band like this with curiosity yes yeah. that's true and hoping, hoping maybe I, I I like this idea that like somebody was like out in the world looking for a podcast episode on Run the Jewels. Mm -hmm. That's fine, but also the person, the people that are already following us that have not listened to Run the Jewels before will maybe now listen to Run the Jewels. Yeah, and then people who listen and already like Run the Jewels will be like, "Fun! I get to hear a conversation about yeah. a band I like." I think I'd like that. Yeah, honestly, if like okay, we didn't even drum roll and say Run the Jewels, oh, okay. though. I wanted okay. to do that. Do okay. <laughs> Let's start over. Uh, episode 107. Run the jewels. Run the jewels. It's it's crazy. This has been on the table for a long time. I know. From the start, I think. Mm -hmm. Scott, so the way music episodes tend to happen around here is one of us pretty much picks one of our favorite artists, and the other one of us 
deep dives them alongside as a friend as a friend and then we do the episode so run the jewels is a scott musician pick yeah and you've been deep diving i have been deep diving not like i've been deep diving a ton this week Mm -hmm. and i've started listening a while back to their most recent album and i've just because of you listen to them mm-hmm. but yeah i've been deep diving deep diving interviews and them as band people well that's so fun and it's the fact that you've watched videos and stuff like i mean yeah you're gonna get to know a lot about an artist by just watching videos i know they're very fun live yeah um okay so How should we start so we're doing an intro Journeys? and then here i'll give a quick breakdown of our show notes for folks yeah. if that if you like that kind of thing yep. as a listener get the breakdown we're going to do an intro which will include kind of scott's journey but we also want to briefly be like who are the who are run the jewels mm-hmm. for people out there who maybe don't even know at all what we're saying when we say run the jewels mm-hmm. and then we're going to have a lyric deep dive yep. so scott's got some songs and we're going to unpack a few of them and then we'll have a little conversation about them as bandmates, which mm-hmm. is kind of talking about their dynamic, their personalities. And I think that one might also turn a little bit more introspective, too, because Scott and I call ourselves bandmates. So it's like a fun, good energy. And then depending on how that goes, we may or may not do something else at the end. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. We'll We're going to feel out the vibe. It... We're going to like, what else needs to be said? Exactly. What haven't we covered? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's could what be you in. can expect on this meandering conversational podcast. Friends mm-hmm. talking about a band they love. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hopefully you're kind of like, as you're listening, talking at the at your phone yep, or your radio. What if, you listen to a what podcast. If, <laughs> what if sometimes we just said something back and forth and then like left? So like, and what do you think? Like just Dora the Explorer? A blank. Expl- Dora, the ex- Dora the Explorer? <laughs> yeah, like left some yeah. space for someone to say something. Yeah. I, I liked Run the Jewels 3. What did you all think? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, maybe, honestly, honestly, it's not that out of the box. Like, if if I was in the car and, like, some podcasters gave me some space to talk. If they told me to, but yeah. like, Beatrice Chestnut was, like, now, say so, like, tell us, tell me how this Force, experience has been Say it out me. loud in your car as you're listening. How are you feeling? Say it out loud. Say it. And I would be and like, like, okay, be sad, mad, angry, confused, overwhelmed. <laughs> okay, hopefully you got that off your chest. And you're like, I did. <laughs> it's like, you are not those things. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, maybe we'll try that on this episode. <laughs> okay, what, a year, a few, like a year ago, we did an episode on Beach House, and a friend said it would have been nice to get just a quick overview on Beach House before you started talking about them. So, just simple, simple, everybody. I just have Learn the Jewels Wikipedia pulled up. So I'm not going to rely on myself to give you a... It's true, but I might, I feel like I would trust your explanation of them more than Wikipedia is all I'll say. It'll be both. Okay. For both, for all different types of Enneagram personalities. If somebody wants the freeform personal touch that I'll bring, <laughs> then that. But if, if there's like a one or a six listening that needs the proper words, then here it comes. Okay, Run the Jewels, also known by the initialism RTJ, yeah, yeah, is an American hip hop supergroup. Oh, wow, duo consisting of rapper producer LP and rapper Killer Mike. They released their self-titled debut album as a free download in 2013. That's seven years ago. So yeah, I was I know, 33. They have not been around that long. Yeah, that's really wild to think about. That's really, really wild to think about. They're they're my age, and so I've like. I've like had experienced my thirties with them yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know, if that 
If that makes sense. It does make sense. A Macy thing <gasps> is rubbing off on me. If that makes sense. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. They released their self-titled debut studio album as a free download in 2013. I just read that. This was followed by Run the Jewels 2 in 2014, Run the Jewels 3 in 2016, and Run the Jewels 4 in 2020. All their albums are just called I Run the Jewels. I kind of love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, and my kids get a. My kids are sixteen and fourteen now, and it's like, it's like because public school has happened. Now all bets are off with like swearing and stuff. So now we just right. freely listen to Run the Jewels, and my daughter just gets a kick out of the idea that the first Run the Jewels album, it's a song called Run the Jewels on the album Run the Jewels by the artist Run the Jewels. I know, and it all shows it like <laughs> when the Jewels, it's run playing. The Jewels, run the Jewels, run the Jewels. Okay, Formation. Killer Mike was first introduced to LP by Cartoon Network executive Jason DeMarco. So that is an important thing. Like, essentially, their relationship started in humor. Mm-hmm. Like, it started with them doing... It's really hard to describe this, but a lot of people will know what I'm talking about. Like, Cartoon Network has this very strange and cool relationship with hip-hop. Hmm. particularly a rap star that I love that everybody, it's going to be so hard for me not to like go off on tangents and want to educate me. I think you can do it, but there, everybody, everybody knows (laughs) there's a rapper in particular that has some sort of like another, another element to the run the jewels, you know, concoction or who is it? uh, MF doom. Oh, okay. MF doom. And MF doom is like a legit, one, a legit one of the best rappers of all time, but is also really silly. Hmm. And so, like, a lot of Cartoon Network things would end with a MF Doom song. Interesting that he would write for <laughs> Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. And it's, like, cool and hip and weird and quirky, and yet he's a really good rapper, and, and he says really quirky, weird things in his raps, and he always wears a mask. Hmm. And he's, just a, he's just a very strange guy. Yeah. Um, so, like, it makes sense that, like, LP, at this stage in their career especially, was getting sort of roped into some Cartoon Network stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just cool to think that that's where they met. Yeah. So, LP produced Mike's 2012 album, and I'll say that's where I first heard of Killer Mike. And I didn't know LP had produced that. But um, he, he, I put a song of his on one of your mixes. Of Killer, Killer Mike? And it was, um, uh, it was about um, rap is my god or, like... God, uh, rap is my church. Hmm. Uh, rap music is my church. What is this on? <clears throat> I'll play it for you. I don't know. It was, it was on one of the mixes. Uh, I'll play it for you right now. Really, I can edit this. Um, I'll know. You'll it recognize it. You'll, it. you'll recognize it. But this is your probably your first uh, encounter with Killer Mike. I listened to a Killer Mike song. <clears throat> I watched a Killer Mike music video. Ah, yesterday. it's called the song's called Rap Music. Okay. <laughs> And this was LP produced, but this was before anything Run the Jewels did. Which mix is this on? I think it was on the Kid Cudi one I made for you. Oh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Yes. But if you just listen to the opening here. Rap music. That was a good one. It didn't work, and I had to upload it through Dropbox at an airport for you really nervously and sweatily. (laughs) 
Like you're like, oh, it didn't work. Like I have four of the songs on the CD, and I was like, what? And oh, I was leaving I it. That. With you, you were leaving. I yeah. think I was going to Europe. Honestly. No, you did. Yeah, I yeah. remember because then I had that, and I like it was around this weather mm-hmm. that I was listening to it. Yeah, that was tough. That was stressful. <laughs> that was I was like, tough. this is my this is my final <laughs> thing I'm leaving you with. It's, I've got to have you have it. Um, okay. Uh, so everybody, just to, uh, let's just finish this really quick. Um, okay. Uh, LP produced Mike's 2012 album Rap Music, which was soon followed by Mike's appearance on the track Tougher, Colder, Killer from LP's 2012 album Cancer for Cure. When Rap Music and Cancer for Cure were released within weeks of each other, the two rappers decided to tour together. The success this is of, the start of it all. Yeah. The successes of the tour eventually led to the decision to form the supergroup Run the Jewels, taking their name from the lyrics of the 1990 LL Cool J song Cheesy Rap Blues. Um, so, I mean, maybe, maybe let's just dice. Okay, so that's the formation of Run the Jewels, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and in interviews, it's like so cute yeah. when they talk about this. Because they're super tough, but then they also love each other. It's like, it's really clear that when they became friends, it was like kind of obvious that mm-hmm. they should just keep doing things together. Like they toured together and they were like, we just had so much fun. <laughs> and I think they really respect each other as musicians and artists and friends. And they just kind of got along. And it's like so clear that there's a very real friendship there. That just like made it very inevitable. It seems like making Run the Jewels wasn't like a hard decision. It was mm-hmm. just what happened, and they just ran with it. Yeah, like totally. literally, were like, "Let's do it." And it's I don't know. It's I feel like I don't know their music that well, but I feel like I've deep dived them as people, and it's sweet to see them mm-hmm. as artists. I feel like they're they're a cool a cool pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's slightly different between you and me is I am a really true big rap fan. Yeah, you know, you like, know? all the things. Yeah, <laughs> I know all the things. So I think, I guess we're just really appreciating in a fresh way here. Like, when the first album came out, I was 33. Yeah. So I'm already getting, like, in my mind, it's so funny to think of me as a 40-year-old now because as a 33-year-old, I already felt really old. I was like, oh, I'm old. I'm middle-aged. I'm 33 and, like, nobody's making cool music at 33. Like, everybody's already talking about how, like, Kendrick now and Drake hmm. are, like, approaching their 30s. I think Drake is 30, and I think Kendrick's, like, 28. And everybody's like, oh, they're old. And everybody's like, oh, you don't really make cool music anymore when you're old. And so they came out this album, and I was like, didn't really know Killer Mike or LP. I had heard that rap music song for yeah. something, and I thought that was really cool, but I didn't know LP produced it. And I was just like, gosh, this is my whole vibe. Like, it's a little silly. It's a little, like, rough and edgy and cool. And it's also, like, a hearkening back to classic hip-hop. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this is, like, seems like some of my, if I was associated with Killer Mike and LP, like, the coolest people that you know in your friend group have made a really awesome album that just, like, speaks to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it was a black and a white guy I thought was really cool, too. Like, I instantly thought there was, like, as a white person, a little bit of like some, a white, a white hip hop fan that all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we're still not still, but like (laughs) we're slightly tangentially involved a little bit Mm -hmm. with a little bit of credibility through LP. Yeah. (laughs) And like the fight, the fact that you'd say something like killer Mike would like co-sign LP or like partner with LP, get it, gave it a lot more validity. Right. And it's like, it's very clear that killer Mike sees LP as being, 
a part of the history mm-hmm. in hip hop and rap music. And he is. I mean, I feel like LP has been, from my understanding of the research I've done, like in this for the like for a long time and like a part of the culture for a long time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. And I think you listen to this podcast where he even said like if he was going to start it, and he th- he had these thoughts as like even a teenager, like yeah. he wanted to contribute. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to just be like a spectator, and so he need he knew he needed to add value and novelty to the genre, hmm. which I think he's done. Yeah, that's interesting. No, they're it, they're such a cool pair. I feel like yeah. the Run the Jewels is it's like fusion when you mm, think about it. Mm, like yes, Run the Jewels. Everybody, is uh, so we're a podcast that talks. One week about Run the Jewels, which is a really gritty, grimy, hardcore rap group. And then next week we talk about Steven Universe. <laughs> and we talk about Fusion. It's true, but a Fusion, if you, for people who don't know Steven Universe Fusion, it's basically when two or more entities, but be fused together, they become this kind of greater, different mm-hmm. thing, but it's a fusion of those two things. That's a bad description, but we have a whole <laughs> episode where we talk about fusion. <laughs> we break down fusion, but it it feels like that with certain pairings. It's like it's so obvious that they're bringing each other both so much light and bringing so much inspiration into each other's lives. It's like it's cool. Yeah, they are. The they are them. They are the dynamic. Like Run the Jewels is the dynamic between them. It's almost like Twenty One Pilots. Like. They're 21 Pilots because they're Josh and Tyler, you know, Mm -hmm. although it is a little different in that they offer such different aspects to the band. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like if we're going to just have a little detour there, like I do feel like Tyler (laughs) is like it's like 80 percent. I know it feels a little bit more Tyler (laughs) heavy, at least especially as me as a fan. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know if we said it quite clearly here. Maybe I'll do here's here's my intro. Yes. So there's the Wikipedia. I don't even know if I'll leave that in there. Might as well for a certain type of personality. But like, to me, they are a rap super group. And to me, they are some of the best rappers that I know. And what I love about Run the Jewels, so four, ep- four episodes, four albums now, I guess ranging over seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, first of all, a, a rap group that um, has found a way to be really blunt and aggressive hardcore truth tellers um, in a way that feels rooted in something that feels like wisdom. Like they're not just spouting off and just like saying whatever comes to their mind. That's part of it. But like I just showed you a clip from NWA earlier and it's like, there was a lot of truth and wisdom in that too. But like sometimes I think a lot of rappers, they're just spouting off. And it's like, that's just my art. And that's what I was feeling that day. And I just needed to say that. And there's probably an element to that to the Run the Jewels. But I guess as quote unquote adults, uh, it just has felt like there's a little bit of depth behind their rawness, Hmm. you know? Um, It feels like they're in a way, and looking at it like almost like from a rhetorical lens, it's like the points that they make they make them where like every word matters and counts and is saying something. It's like they're very poignantly put. Yeah. So it's like they, they cut right to it. They cut right to it. But then it's, but it is also interesting because they are like fun and silly and going to make a joke, but like then they cut you and it's very obvious Mm -hmm. like when they're doing that because it's so well done, you know, it's not sloppy. It's not back and forth. It's like, it is done in a very rhetorical way, I feel like. Absolutely. 
And maybe they wouldn't even say it that way, but that's no. how it's being done. Yeah, or maybe at least how it's, like, being received. But, yeah, no, I mean, they talk about, like, very... They talk about the black experience. I mm-hmm. mean, Killer Killer Mike talks about LP talks about... They talk about the systems. Their whole thing is kill your masters, mm-hmm. you know? And they're dedicated to this message of, of liberating yourself and... and in a, a way, not like anarchy of like craziness, but like let's question the systems. Mm-hmm. Like they're questioning systems, and in a very like, in a very f- cool way and like powerful way. You know, it makes sense as they're doing it. You're yeah. you're quite you start to question those same things alongside them. Yeah, killing your masters. Like um, I don't know what song it's from. Like, but the thing about Run the Jewels too is like. The Run the Jewels group, not Run the Jewels album two, <laughs> two T O O. The thing about Run the Jewels is like it, they they are they're in so many ways the antithesis of Kanye. Like hmm. their songs and their albums seem fairly simple. Like they're trying to I don't know exactly how they'd say it, but like they're straight shooters. Yeah, Kanye is always trying to bring something completely different. Every song sounds different. He's gonna like. He's going to come out at you with like a gritty, hardcore two minute song, and then he's going to do this like eight minute crazy ballad. They're not like, ex- they kind of have like, we've got the beat, we've, we, we make a cool beat, mm-hmm. and we rap. And then we rap That's over we it, and we make the best, like, wittiest lyrics we can make on this, yeah. and it's going to be sick, and we'll talk about this thing. And then they do that with the next one, and it's like wonderfully produced, but it, you're right. It's not like a big, giant avant garde art project. Yeah, yeah. Killer Mike is like, Outside of his <laughs> rapping, I put quotes there. You can't see it. Like an activist mm-hmm. and is politically active and active in his community. I mean, he has this whole show, Trigger Warning with Killer Mike, which like, please watch everybody. Mm-hmm. It's really good, really funny, <clears throat> very like interesting. Uh, we could even talk about that here. But, oh, man, I had a point. I got distracted by that. Simple, simple things. They're just rapping. Oh, 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 like, I feel like it's interesting because they're at the end of this Tiny Desk concert that they have. Killer Mike at the end goes, people are going to try and label us as political Mm -hmm. rappers, but we're not. We're freedom. Well, yeah, exactly. But he was like, we want we're social rappers Mm -hmm. as kind of and in a way. I'm like, you can't really separate those Mm -hmm. two. But I kind of see the point that he's making a point there. And it's like his whole thing is like. Whoever you are, whatever you believe, like just know that you're free and yeah. that you can be liberated and that you don't ha- like you you are free. Don't ever let anyone stop you from doing that. And it feels like Run the Jewels is them doing that. They're like, I rap, I do this, I do whatever I want, I do this Dang. thing, I'm free. You I know? already and now I feel like it's almost just instantly for some reason just turned into a different episode. What do you mean? <laughs> like now I'm just wanting to use Run the Jewels as an opportunity to talk about freedom and creativity and art. <laughs> you know? Well we could. We could at a different time. I do feel like there's a certain stigma around somebody like Run the Jewels and Killer P Killer P <laughs> <laughs> Killer P. LP and Killer Mike. Um where oh, because they're these gritty Atlanta, New York hip hop guys. They're not artists. But I think they're oh, like they're supreme like artists, total artists. Yeah, and I think they take it very seriously. Yeah, yeah. And I do think. Oh god. And I think they take having. Okay, I think they take it seriously in this way of like they take the play seriously. 
You know, yes. when we were getting to the play yes. conversation. It's like when they're being witty and doing something silly and goofy, it's not any less serious. It's yeah. still a part of the play. It's still a part of the whole thing. It's Good like point. they're they're ebbing and flowing and they it's clear that there's a flow and a freedom that they're allowing themselves in the creative process yeah. that allows for it to jump between these moods and that actually work because it's a part of the playing. Yeah, and it's like it's it's a little overwhelming and daunting to think that it's like a craft and that they've been both perfecting for like 20 years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they've had their moment in the spotlight, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, I was listening to these LP albums and I was like, man... These beats are so good. He's been out here since like 1998 yeah. making these beats. And yeah. Killer Mike's been out here rapping, you know, and it's like they found they each found other. They found each other. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's a craft. Um, I I do like that, like, hip hop is often a young person's thing, you know, and, and hip hop continues to be like the modern day rock and roll in mm-hmm. the sense that it drives culture to a certain extent. And so there's always some sort of young, hip person coming up. And hip-hop is about 50 years old, and so mm-hmm. we don't know, really know what an old hip-hop person is like. like um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's what the <laughs> oldest hip-hop person, who would that be? Oh, I mean, the, the, the godfathers of hip-hop are like Run DMC and the Beastie Boys, and they're all like the inventors of hip-hop, so to speak. I mean, then everybody that's listening that knows hip-hop is like, that's not the true, and it's like, yeah, we know. It's like Grandmaster Flash and a bunch of other people that if we looked it up, we'd know like the origins of hip-hop. I'm talking about Beastie Boys and like Run DMC are the big first superstars. Yeah. Or Rock Him. Yeah. And, uh, now I'm like, now everybody's like, he's a hip-hop imposter he doesn't know hip-hop um <laughs> yeah i'm a huge hip-hop fan but i obviously don't know everything and then i'm an enneagram five so i'm worried about not knowing everything um but uh yeah it's a young person's game and so it's so so like uh i remember when jay-z came out with his most recent album um charlamagne the god called it like uh like something like um <laughs> what, what did he call it Modern day soft core dad rap or something, you know, <laughs> like uh, we've like entered really that era. Making fun of it. Like, yeah. no, no, like loving it and like somehow this works. Like Charlemagne's getting old and Jay Z is oh, getting old. Oh. And we're like, this is like, you know, soft rock. You know, the, the like all of a sudden, oh, I as see. rock it's and roll is getting old, it's getting softened. And now there's like the soft rock stage. It's like soft rap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and, and, and Charlene's loving it. And we're like, Jay Z's progressing and getting old. And he's making an album about marriage and kids. And it's not like, fuck the police. It's like, oh, I had almost got divorced with my wife and we stayed married and we're raising our kids. And I have a gay mom and I love her and life is good. And let's love people. And <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, um, so. <clears throat> Maybe I'm just saying Run the Jewels, their story is very compelling just in terms of being very scrappy. Maybe yeah. that's one way of saying it. Um, like s- beating the odds. Mm-hmm. Another interesting phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what phrases are good phrases tonight? Beating okay. the odds. I guess a question also... So. We're, People who don't know Run the Jewels, their like phrase, would you call it their phrase or like tagline mm-hmm. is like kill your masters? 
Well, run the jewels as a tagline, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, both. I guess could you like break them down for us? So I mean, I'm the, I'm, I'm I'm like the cheesiest, s- silliest person to break down run the jewels. But from my understanding, <laughs> it's like a New York phrase that got adopted by a lot of hip hop artists. Like my first memory of that phrase actually comes from a Wu Tang album. And um, it was just a one-off that I think RZA said, like, run the jewels. And I was like, oh, I, I remember rapping that, like, memorizing that line, rapping it. But apparently LP heard it in, like, an LL Cool J song. Hmm. But it's like a stick-up. It's like you're robbing someone. Yeah. You know? And so there's a justice element, I think, to that of, like, flipping society on its head. And I think that's what run the jewels is all about. So I think that's a metaphor in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Listening to them talk about it, it seems like it was a silly one-off that has that feels like no small thing. Like yeah, it's a it's a thing that they were like, this is a funny, fun, you know, run the jewels. Let's think yeah. about that. Yeah, and now and now for them, it's become a symbol of like, like, like basically sticking life up. Like, mm-hmm. give us something mm-hmm. out of this life. Mm-hmm. Like, run the jewels, and um, that's one of the lines LP says in one of the last songs of the last album. He's like, something along the lines of, if you're feeling overwhelmed, put the fist and pistol in the air, and we'll be there. Like, this is this has become like. A, a hopeful image for people, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, no, and I feel like when they're listening to podcasts with them and them talking about seeing people putting up the fist and pistol, mm-hmm. like at weddings and yeah. like across the ways, like they're, they're so cutely touched by that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like very clear that this is like, it's, it's like a, I mean, it makes you think of the, like be hostile. Mm-hmm. Like they end that one song with like, stay hostile, mm-hmm. stay hostile. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they hold it up and it's like, yeah, like, fight like stay stay in it and like yeah yeah, yeah stay hostile i lo- i like really love that they end that song like that <laughs> um yeah so and then and then kill your masters like killer mike has some lines of like a church is a lie a pope is a lie you know like any power institution that's trying to control you is a lie and like again i guess as a religious Christian leader to a certain extent, it's like, I've always been really, gosh, I can just get in my head about all this stuff, but you know, this guy we talk about on this podcast, Peter Rollins, he, he does this thing called atheism for Lent, which actually was inspired by a guy named Merrill Westfall, who taught a class that I took called philosophical hermeneutics. And, uh, the idea was learning from atheists, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so when Killer Mike says a church is a lie, a pope is a lie, any of these institutions are trying to control you. It's mm-hmm. like Christians would hear that and be like, oh, this is really bad stuff. They're trying to brainwash us. But why don't you hear the legit criticism and try to make the proper adjustments? Yeah. Why don't you try to yeah. change? Like these songs and this type of music is prophetic or um, it's meant to rattle you and make to help you, meant to help you change. Yeah. You know? um, so, your masters. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, you know, a, a young teenager rapper or punk rocker will say something completely outrageous and sloppy, and you're like having to do a lot of like work to be like, let's let's make room for that phrase. Mm-hmm. But I just like I said, like I feel like Killer Mike and LP, it's like rooted in a little bit of a little bit more wisdom. Yeah, and it's refreshing. Yeah, and the fact that they're not they're actually not becoming soft rock. You know, versions. that's they're true. Still they're not really at all. Gritty. They're very gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's why I like Run the Jewels. I mean, what what would you say? I mean, anything in terms of the music this week? What, or, or I guess their personalities that you were like... Yeah, I mean, I think, like, musically, 
I feel like I really like the sound of their albums. Like I really like sat with Run the Jewels four, and that's the album. Like I've been like really listening to it, and it gets me in a very good specific mood, like mood feeling both. Like, I have something to say, and, like, I can believe in the thing I have to say, kind of. Mm -hmm. It's very pumped up in that way. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I really, I I have, like, their songs feel like they're very layered, and, like, the more you know them, the more you appreciate each of the lines that are there. Like, it's, it's very obvious, like, as I become more in touch with, what the lyrics are and what they're saying. And, oh, man, making these connection points, it's, like, they're they're a fun they're a fun group in that it's, like, it's not surface level. It's, like, they're saying something mm. here. Um, and it makes me want to pay attention. Like, I want to pay attention to them more, I would say. Um, any other thoughts? I mean, the fact that they have an album where the whole thing is cat beats is, I like, know. the coolest thing to ever exist. I know. They're really serious, and then they're really silly. And then the their time. music videos are so mm-hmm. good. They're mm-hmm. so good. And it's, like, it's... I really... I I found myself really wanting to go back and watch all their music videos a lot. Um, um, I don't know. I don't have any that many other things. We're going to get into more songs, and I have... Uh, I think we're going to kind of invite you into a little bit of a listening party. A listening party, party of like sorts? Like, until we get on people's radars in terms of, like, getting in trouble for putting in music. Right, but and I think it's okay because we're going to be talking about yeah, them. We'll put in some clips. Yeah. So when we come back, I think it will be a little bit of a Run the Jewels listening experience. So for those of you that like Run the Jewels, it'll be like, oh, yeah, this is nice to just unpack some of these songs and then if you don't know Run the Jewels you'll get it to hear them yeah when we come back Okay, everybody, we are back, and we are going to do a bit of a listening party. So I just think part of part of Run the Jewels is, like, you're talking about these lines, but if I just read the line, it doesn't have the same power. Like, the whole point is the delivery yeah. and the way it's presented. So it's like, if I just read the line, um, let's see, like, what's one of these lines? Um Okay, first of all, let me just read this because I'll prep you for all. I'll prep you all for this. Um, I mean, I think one of Killer Mike's best lines of all time is essentially he's telling you who he is and it lines up. He says, the passion of Pac, the depth of Nas circa 9-3. So he's saying the, the most critically acclaimed Nas is the 93 version. Yeah. You know? Mix the mind of Brad Jordan and Chuck D and find me. What a line. <laughs> Spit with the diction of Malcolm or say a Bun B. So we have Malcolm X and Bun B, who's a, one of the most respected dead rappers from the South. So he's aligning himself with the South. That's huge. You know, so he's got Tupac. He's got Nas. He's got Brad Jordan. He's got Chuck D. He's got Malcolm X. He's just got all these people. And he's saying that I'm a combination of all of those. Which 
I don't know all of those people, but the ones I do know, I'm like, I can see this in Killer yeah. Mike. Yeah, totally. Um, so essentially saying Pac is, Tupac is like, you know, the passionate gangster thug life version mixed with Nas, who was the more delicate, insightful, intellectual rapper. And he's like, I'm both those. And it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, and he says it just in such short lines. And he's also an activist. He's Malcolm X. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so good. So, but, but if I just read that to you, which I just did, it doesn't have half the power of the actual verse, you know? It's, I yeah. feel like it will have even more power now that it's been read. And then when we hear it. So I don't know how much we'll actually play on this podcast, you guys, but I think Macy and I are going to listen to this right now and we'll play portions of it for you so you can listen to it. Um, but uh, I'll just say this was really cool because I was a fan of Run the Jewels. And I would say at this point, a 65% fan. I was like, After the first album. I liked the first album. I listened to it many times. I was like, what a nice group. I like them. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I, I really liked that. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Run the Jewels. Don't know what's going to happen next. But then I was looking forward to the next album, and then they came out this, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was a big level up to me, especially hmm. with this opener. Hmm. And then the, the, the whole album, there's no – in any Run the Jewels album, in my opinion, there is not really any low points. There's certain songs that are better than others, but, like, this just kicked off an entire album that was, like, amazing from beginning to end. Okay, so this, we'll, is the, this is also the most highly reviewed album. It is. It got a nine on Pitchfork, and – Spin and others, but oh gosh, I gotta actually find the song. Um, man, I guess I just want to say, like, I, I, the image I'm talking in metaphors, everybody like the image of somebody standing in the center of the world, speaking their truth and speaking their power. And it sounds crass, and we're using coarse language and imagery, but like, it's just raw. And I think the rawness is, makes it even more powerful. So, like, I don't know, like. I'll use another word for this opening track for Run the Jewels too. Is like sinister. It's mm. intentionally dark mm. and it's it's threatening. And a lot of the things they talk about are metaphors for their rapping. And so like they'll say they're killers, but that means they're just they kill the rap game. Yeah. You know. So he yeah. says he's he's walking around toting on two llamas, which is like two huge guns. And he's like he's saying like he's threatening people, but it's like he means he's like threatening the rap game. Mm-hmm. You know. And he's like a killer, Killer Mike he kills rappers. Like he's not out like literally killing. So, I mean, these metaphors are tough because it can be a little threatening, but, um, it's just also very powerful. If you look at it through a certain lens and, and, and when you think about, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> when you think about from like killer Mike's narrative, it's like, he hasn't re- achieved a, a ton of success yet. So it's also very powerful for him to rap these things. Here we go. Up at midnight, I'm dipping off in my knees like a gun on a metal piece. I've been knees, I fist to my wrist. I'm lurking, serving all pussies who lack a purpose. I got them filled up with frizzag like miss. I get you all recite. I'm looking, lurking on bitches, twerking for service. The bitches bagging some burger. I'm yelling, screaming, and cursing. I'm putting pistols and faces at random places like, bitch, give it up. A stand adjacent to Satan. Batman chilling, the villains is here. No Jesus is here. I hear the demons in my ear. And I want it, I need to see it. I take it, never faking. Wrap you motherfuckers up, leave you naked. 
get the true runners. Cop tag team for two summers. Live and let Leo fuck you, cuz, cuz that's a fool's honor. I'm walking coat and I'm two llamas. You niggas ass and trash and trash. Fuck it, I'm too honest. So fuck, fuck boys forever. Hope I said it politely. And that's about the psyche and Jamie and Mikey. You need another pair better, highly unlikely. And if I can't rap it, maggot, fuck this. Representation of God you might see Pay honors like your mama, young son And take a right knee The passion of pop, the death of Nas Circa 9, Mr. the mind of Brad Jordan and Chuck D And find me, I speak with the diction Of Malcolm, I say a bun beat Prevail through hell, so Satan Get ye behind me, 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 me Okay, no, we'll see I'm gonna see how this works, but so that's that's Killer Mike's opener, which okay. is great. And then LP comes in with just as great of a verse. And this is in this It's coming. Song. Yeah. And again, like if you he he goes like he goes the the Eminem route in Eight Mile. Like he trashes himself for the first few bars and then says essentially like because I'm nothing, now I now I have the power to become something. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I just I feel like is partially, I mean, this is coming off after their last song on mm-hmm. Run the yeah. Jewels, which is, what's it called? Merry uh, Fucking Christmas or whatever? A Christmas Fucking Miracle. A Christmas Fucking Miracle, <laughs> which it's like, that's kind of his, that's like the energy of it. It's like, mm-hmm. don't, there's nothing around you that can stop you from like the actual power that is within you. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nothing beyond your own power within yourself. So... Fans and friends and Macy, as you're listening to this, he's talking about like um, a little blimp in the shadow of motherships. Like he's talking about rap. It's like he's been in the he's been in the shadow of motherships his entire career. Hmm. Like he's made he's been making albums and like they haven't really been seen. And it's like um, he's he's saying like you've been you've been um, sleeping on LP essentially. Like now I've grown up and now you're. You know, now You'll I'm to hear. part of the game. Yeah, it's I just love it. So here, we'll listen to It's just so good. It's it's funny, it's clever. I never been much of shit, but most measurements don't exist. On a radar little blip in the shadow of mothership. Smothered and brassly muffled by hucksters and broken spin. The sign of my bass is stabbing, my soul is your little bitch. Maybe you should be careful when flipping a stranger's switch. And assuming a boy is wanting a symptom of arrogance. With nothing to lose, a step up, then everything's for the win. So we grin in the face of frauds until monsters just suck our dicks. I slid a spit on your grave, my existence is to disgrace you. Kitten became a lion to look at your face like great fools. Why we got the people behind us? All the rappers are vaginas for the fame and true runners will always stay rude. Motherfuck, your permission was never yours to begin with. And every bar that bitch shit you spit is your fucking prison. I've been here making raw shit and never asked to be lauded. One of jewels is the answer. Your question is what's pop, That's just an opener. That's and it does. It introduces album. you to like, they are brash and yeah. like out there yeah. and aggressive. And it's that's not like my all time favorite in some ways. No, no, I wouldn't expect it to. But, be. but I, uh, 
I can see its place here. And I. <laughs> <laughs> You're working so hard. You're like, hmm, it's not my favorite, but mm, I'm trying to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really big attitude. It's, it's a, a big lot of attitude. Intentionally in- offensive words and imagery. Right. And, Right, and I think that's the thing, too. It's like, we were talking about this, but, like, Killer Mike in this one podcast literally talks about wanting equality so he can shit-talk everyone equally. And I'm like, that's an interesting energy. I just can't... I also can't relate. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to shit-talk. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing is, like, Killer Mike is like, that's me. That's what I like to do. It's fun for me. I know. Honestly, I feel like... Hey, everybody. I'm, I'm talking just nonsense here i don't quite know what i'm saying but like it does seem to be generally from my experience and from killer mike's own words and my experience like a a, a beautifully charming element of the black community generally and i'd also say from my experience the irish community like the (laughs) irish community they say like they love to take the piss out of each other they're always dissing each other it's their form of love like and i watch them do it and i'm like wow that was so harsh but they love it like they just have Thick skin. Yeah. You know? Right. And I think that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's even challenging because it's like in a, cer- in a certain way, I like that. I like really people being honest and like really naming, I mean, probably like through Enneagram, like ego stuff. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of like stereotype shit talking or like specific, like there's just certain kinds that I'm, it's just, yeah, I'm probably just not accustomed to it. You and know? I think you and I are both sensitive. Sensitive little yeah. babies. I get sensitive. But no, I think you're right. I think that. I mean, everyone's speaking out of a very specific socioeconomic space, you know? Yeah. I I, I don't look at this. I I definitely don't look at this and, like, judge it in any way. More than anything, I'm like, this is... I cannot. Like, it's it's fun to try and even think about being in a headspace to write that. I know. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I guess maybe maybe that's part of the their story that appeals to me is like they got so desperate. Like they've been they. That's the line. I mean, he says, "I've been here making boss shit and never asked to be lauded." You know, yeah. it's like he's been doing this his whole life, and he's watched other rappers who he thinks are not as good as him become more successful. And it's like this is the pent up anger. Yeah, but I yeah. just love the badass lines. It's like no, it is. It's like you know, we're here. Never ask for your permission. You know. It's just, it's just good. <laughs> these, uh, these eights. Yeah. Eight, yeah, seven, eights and sevens. Seven, eight energy. We think Killer Mike is an eight. For sure. And we are, we're wondering if LP is either an Enneagram seven or an Enneagram four. You think he might be a four. I think he skews very dark and isolated and. Yeah. You might not be Quiet and wrong. reflective. You know, the way he, he, he doesn't seem to be out here partying. He seems to be like, he, no, he seems to be like, get, get a few friends and smoke and like chill out. You yes. Know? But he's no, not he's like not like having a big and woo and parties and surfing and yay. And, you know, he, he, I mean, even watching him make his beats today, I think he's very happy. I'm like, I'm in my room. I've, I'm quiet. I'm by myself. I'm making my beats, you know, and that's a certain vibe. And I don't think that's Killer Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I think Killer Mike's like, thanks for spending hours making that beat so I can just rap over it. Cause I've got something to say, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that might be true. And like, yeah, watching their performance on tiny desk, 
they're in the last song. Yeah, I'll look that one up. The what's the last song? The like share the. Oh, it, it's a message to the shareholders. A message to the shareholders. I do like as LP. I LP got very emotional mm-hmm. in that song. Like mm-hmm. as he was performing, like I could feel it through mm-hmm. the the screen. Maybe he's a four. What's the word you said you liked that he says that they are not vigilant? I don't know. <laughs> Like, not out of control. There's the word you're like, uh, what's the line? I have so many run the jewels lines in my head right now. Hostile? Hostile. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remain yeah. hostile. I'll remain hostile. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll continue to be a thorn in your side. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. Not going to, like, let this. A horse is a horse, of course, but oh, who rides, but it's who rides it is. Yeah. No, yeah. that line is so good. <laughs> uh, okay. Now I'm going to play down. So, we just listened to the opener of Run the Jewels 2, and now okay. we'll listen to the opener of Run the Jewels 3. Cool. Which, if you listen to the opener of Run the Jewels 4, 1, and 2, this is a Run the Jewels 3 stands out as something that's singular in terms of being more downplayed, calm, and more serious. Hmm. So as you're approaching this album, you're like, oh, they're a little bit more subdued. They're growing up, maybe. And this isn't fun and silly. Then four came out. It's like, this is maximum crazy, silly run it's the jewels. It's so good. Yeah. But this was like, whoa, a little bit more reflective. And and I think personally, like you listen to this album and like, I mean, we're talking about Run the Jewels 3, everybody. It's hard to tell you what we're listening to because it's like only, only articulated through numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the true opener is the second track. Hmm. And, and yet they wanted to start it with something a little bit more clear and subdued and calm. But hmm. I still think... It's just as profound. It's just another one of those songs where I'm like, it's almost like a borderline mission statement. So okay, we'll so you're gonna play that one, and we'll put up the lyrics. Yeah. Why is it a? Why is it not the real opener? Well, you'll hear "Talk to Me" is the is like a banger. Yeah. And it just seems like this is what you'd want to start the album with, and I think they were like, let's, we've done that. Like, let's start with something a little bit different. Uh, you know, let's not be so predictable. I mean, this felt more sad and dark and like they were paying attention to the world and I hope, I hope, I hope with the highest of hopes that I never have to go back to the trap and my days are dealing with dope. So I, I, I only spit fire and dope. So later on you can go quote my last of your people and folk and they say pain. That boy be spitting that pressure, and he be smoking that pressure, and he's smart as a professor. Yes, sir. 25 lighters on dresser, kind of that pressure, sitting right next to him, next to him, next to a book and a gun. Dial the bullet, you better use one. One time for the freedom of speech, two time for the right to hold people. Just give to the fifth of the cops in the house, close your mouth and pray to your Jesus. That's why, cause the devil a lie, so I stay holy and high. May never get rich, but I never bitch, cause I made it here by and by. My, my, y'all. I Boat boys, you're in trouble. Hey, gonna need a little hope, boys, on a double. 
Hey, you're mocking with a G here. She ain't talk to me. Maybe listen to the man that really dies his own lobotomy. About the taping, baby, we got shit we wrote for you. For you, came from feeling what a pure absence of hope can do. Only the leap through blaming rings and break the nose of proof. Instead of the wings, will be the darlings hope they've broken you. Yeah, they better hope that I'm a full force of the cold facts. See the cold floor where I lick dirt when the dough dried and the pride died. Had a thumb max, had a shop right. Give me cool meals and the lights on. I'm a do right, get a new crew, make a new life. Never boo hoo, never lose sight. I'm a cool dude with a burst talk from my old soul. But a stop drop with a squad top, we don't stop a lot. We don't talk a lot about it, we just pop it off a lot. I'm high, man, I'm a cosmonaut. Scream fuck up till they lop our bloody noggins off, I promise y'all. I'm mad, y'all. I could have died, y'all. Well, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna put in this episode, but like, if you just go to talk to me now, like this, oh, this I feels mean, like the you opener. Should play it a little yeah. bit. Goes right to this, and it feels like the silly. For the bad man with a gun and a knife and a waistband with the war with the devil and shaitan he wore a bad toupee and a spray tan so high now hoping that i land on a tight stick moving through thailand on the radio heard a plane hijack government did that like the cook crack i'm moving the world of conspiracies obey no rules i'm doing me smoke kush transported to the airport customs that are joining my passport full cash and i gave him what he asked for god damn it it's a motherfucking miracle small bride made it back into america hit uber and maneuvered out the area i wish Sometimes that I, you could have a co-host that was a rap lover too, that you could have your <laughs> rap podcast no, too. I don't want a rap podcast. I like that we get to dabble in rap every once in a while. <laughs> I like him always so clear. I'm so out of my league on rap episodes. Yeah, but you know, it's the thing, it's the thing that I do like about you. It's like, you know, you and I have been deep diving Bjork and even though I've been like a, uh, what would you call it? Like a... I've, I've, I've admired Bjork from a distance for a long time. Like Bjork is obviously a person that if you're a fan of music, you need to appreciate. Yeah. So I could say if I was in a, if I was in a room and this is probably an Ingram five thing, it's like, I need to know about Bjork. Yeah. So it's like, of course I know about Bjork. I know most of her albums. I've listened to lots of her songs. I can, I can nod my head and be like, yeah, but I have never deep dived Bjork. Yeah. And so like, as you have been sending me things, I'm like, gosh, I'm being really challenged by this. Like I don't, I don't instantly enter into a Bjork song. Like it takes a lot of work, which is what I love about good music. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely not like my natural state to listen to these crazy Bjork songs, you know? (laughs) Right. And it's like completely my natural state to listen to them. And this isn't my natural state, but I am, I'm like, I enjoy this and I'm challenged by it. And I like, I start to really get invested in it. You have a hip hop energy a lot of times. Like you're a big brash, sassy truth teller a lot of times, which I love, you know? Just not in this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not in this artistic way. Um, anyways, I mean, we're kind of flying through some of these, but I feel like we'll stop in a second and, and dissect I, dissect a few. But um, well, Yeah, at, at any time you want to. Oh, this was the one. I just had this pulled up. This was Talk To Me. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, I had this pulled up mostly for LP. Like, this is a great... I mean, he has these lines that to me, I mean, LP speaks to me in a certain way. Mike Killer Mike speaks to me a certain way, but I do feel like I'm a little bit more of LP's audience, which is a really big reason why I like Run the Jewels. Like, he doesn't say the N word. He's speaking to a white experience mm-hmm. 
it as a hip hop fan. So like I can really enter into LP and some of his things is like just saying the most bizarre lines. <laughs> like these, these lines in here for some reason are some of my favorites. Hmm. And I guess I'll just read them out loud and then we'll listen to them. Yes. But like yes. one line he says is, um, I do pushups nude on the edge of, uh, on the edge of cliffs. I do pushups. <laughs> nude. It's like a nonsense. Line. Of course it's not true. But that's an energy that's really funny. But it really is. Funny. It's like putting something out there. Yeah. And he says these lines. He said, uh, brave men didn't die down in the Vietnam muck so I could not style on you. Mm-hmm. And this is just nonsense. I didn't walk uphill both ways to the booth and back to not while is on you. Is this the one where he talks about his dick having a Michelin star? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's later. Eh? No, no, I think that's from Run the Jewels 3. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. And he says, but I love this. This is a nonsense line. People like if trying to decode this or something. It's like, there's no decoding. It's just nonsense. He says, you think baby Jesus killed Hitler just so I would whisper? (laughs) You know, he's like saying like, I'm going to bring everything to this track. And he's saying it in the craziest and weirdest (laughs) way, you know? And then he's like, and you're safe and sound. And these crooks tapped your phone to not have a file on you. It's just like these... These li- oh he does, well, he does. Sure the my dick got a Michelin star I'm on par with the best ever took the gig <laughs> it's just these lines and it's line for line it's not like this one line and I guess that's one of the things that's hard about both Killer Mike and LP is like some rappers will just have a line in the midst of their bars mm-hmm. so they're rapping and rapping and rapping it's like oh that line mm-hmm. I think both Killer Mike and LP is like every line is like oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it's just so hard to keep up because it's gold. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm gonna play this verse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. any ally or rival, more black that's dead on arrival. My job is to fight for survival in spite of these all lives matter as white folk. This is spiritual warfare that you have been dealing with. This is not a fight that you have been dealing with flesh and blood, but this is a fight against principalities and evil doers and unclean spirits. RTJ3 motherfuckers. Great man did it die face down in the Vietnam muscle walking on style on you. And then I walk uphill both ways to the booth and back and I wild on you. You think baby Jesus killed Hitler just so I'd whisper? And you safe and sound and these quicks tap your phone and I have a file on you. Huh. But me worry now, buddy, I've lost before, so what? You okay, I'm dirt, motherfucker, I can't be crushed. Fuckers, open the books up and stop bullshitting the kid. Touch. I got firm clutch on a grip and a box I might go fly the tank, take a ride to the bank Got a son of Rick Rubin, rush a full thrust Don't flash free shit to the Shark Tank judge Talk real good cause we're smart and stuff We a good crew to fuck with, better than love I told y'all so, I told y'all so I told you on RTJ Foy Then I told you get on RTJ too And you still ain't believe me So here we go, RTJ Foy I mean, his lines so are so, like, I just love this. I, he says, first of all, I'm the son of Rick Rubin rushing full yeah. thrust. Like, and then they just record their most recent album with Rick Rubin. Um, but just this line, talk real good because I'm smart and stuff. <laughs> I love that. It's like, that's a great line. Yeah. You could just focus on that for the whole night. Yeah. You know? Like, talk real good because I'm smart and stuff. He's smart, but he's not saying it in a smart way. But I'll, actually, every rap he just said is smart. His, you know, he is smart, and that's right. not a well, smart way the, to say it. And the commentary is that's like, I'm smart, and I'm. This is me talking really yeah. good. 
Ah, know? it's so good. I hope everybody hears it if you're listening. <laughs> Look up the lyrics on Rap Genius. <laughs> it's so good. I love, I, I mean, I don't even know, like, um, I, I'm, I'm not, like, out in the, here in this culture of, like, ghostwriting, you know, but it's, like, that was obviously a trend in, like, Twitter and TikTok and Instagram stuff, and he's, like, saying, I'm going to ghostwrite a tank, and that's also a funny line, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what's the one with the Shark Tank judge? <laughs> don't flash weak shit to the Shark Tank judge. Yeah, that's a great line, <laughs> you know? It's, like, you're, like, what? Everything, you're, like, what, what, what? These lines? Everybody, look up the Run the Jewels lines on... Genius, if you're not a fan yet, and just read these lines. I don't know. Like, to me, it's the most eloquent. Like, you and I have watched the end of Eight Mile where, where Eminem ends by saying, like, he wins the battle by talking trash against himself. Yeah. And I do think, like, this has been, um, this has been, like, our friend Daniel's mantra for the last few weeks. He wants to get a T-shirt. You don't get it. I'm dirt, motherfucker. I can't be crushed. You know, yeah. I'm already crushed. I'm yeah. dirt. Like, yeah. so you can't do anything to me. Yeah. And think about us being both sensitive. That's a that's a, a nice, powerful line. No, it's true. It's not true, but I want it to be true. You know? Yeah. I want it to be like, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, there's a certain element where he's where it's like it's embracing it's embracing that you embracing that you are dust and that the dust is good mm-hmm. and that there's nothing you can do to me. Like yeah. what you're gonna crush me? I'm already crushed. Right. So I'm living. Yeah. Bam. I like it. Overlooked. Underrated. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Are they underrated? I feel like they're pretty highly rated. They're not. They're like Are critically they acclaimed. Rated? No, I don't think they're properly rated. I think they're critically acclaimed, but not like necessarily getting their nest like pop culture dues. Like I think they need to be more popular. Well, like they have a, a song on their last album called uh, uh, Tinkerton. It's like about it's about like uh run the jewels at the garden. Like it's about performing live at the, um, (sighs) Madison square garden. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was like a hope, like, well, let's make this album someday. We will perform it at Madison square garden. It's like the biggest venue you could possibly get. So like like putting into the ethers, they're not performing big stadiums. Yeah. You know, they're still performing like, like I said, like show. That's kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. As an audience person. Okay. We just have a few songs left for this little section. This is walking in the snow, which (gasps) we already know. Are you going to do that one? I think so. I This is one of my favorites. Yeah. So just so we can sit. Everybody, I think we're doing something tonight, which is slightly unique to our music episodes, but... Maybe we could start doing this more. I think we're just enjoying some songs together. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of like playing some songs, and you're going to hear some songs. And we're inviting you to a listening party. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, we'll, con- we'll conclude with some final thoughts. I mean, you've already listened to this, and you like it, but we'll, it's good to... I mean, as a fan, I'm like listening to this and like. How did they make this? So this is pumped. so good. This yeah. is this song is so good. Yeah. And just the concept of walking in the snow and that being cold—it's like. Got a wire to enlarge and I set a fire down below. I hang it up when you say sorry, didn't know. Probably got a year, ten to go, so let's go. I don't really know how to go slow. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn, that motherfucker's cold. Hey, you in the wrong mode, you open and close, you know, holes, no go. This whole world's a shit mode, built to the brim like Gitmo. When you think 
it don't get more low with limbo to the sticks on flow. All oppression's born of lies. I don't make the rules, I'm just one guy. I'll do respect and getting spit on. How respect is now defined. Hungry for truth, but you got screwed and drank the Kool-Aid. There's a line. It ends directly at the edge of a mass grave that's their design. Funny fact about a cage that never built for just one group. So when that cage is done with them and you still pour it, come for you. The newest lowest on the totem will godly G you have been used. You have to build a death machine that down the line will kill you too. Pseudo-Christians, y'all are different. Kids in prisons ain't a sin shit. Even one scrap of what Jesus taught connected, you feel different. What a disingenuous way to piss away existence, I don't get it. I say you lost your goddamn minds if y'all possess one to be with. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. your body to be stored they promise education but really they give you testing scores and they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest and usually the lowest scores the poorest and they look like me and every day on the evening news they feed your fear for free and you so numb you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper i can't breathe and you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on tv the most you give is a twitter rant and call it a tragedy but truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy, replaced it with apathy, I wish I could magically, fast forward the future so then you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be, I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me, I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week, I said something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks, thank God that I'm covered, the devil can smother and you know the evil don't sleep, Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave, all of us serve the same masters, was nothing but slaves. Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Just got done walking in the snow. Goddamn that motherfucker cold. Who really wanna run it with the Jew runners? Go hellfire hot in a new summer. It's a cold winter, baby, and a cool summer. I suicide bomber in the blue hummer. It emerged at the side, not a blue zone. Bad news coming to sun, two sun. Three beats like a wet dot Jew on them. Got a stroke. Cool on them, move on them, move on them. We be the heroes, the breakers, the chains, and the muscles of locks. You be the sucker supporting the bitches that talk to the cops. This the romantic turning and facing a fuck up on rock. I'm not so sure opportunities knocking this product the law. Word to the old school tape decks. I get radio Raheem Beats me. My Nike pin is sacred. Similar to the Coast Safe bracelet. Fry in a hole, oh no joke. Probably go bro, just all smoke. Fuck what we gonna do, non smoke. Get a job, pay the roll, be a dope. Nah, I'ma do me. I done got though, 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 got though. They cheat, cause they're one of them black and the other one white. Uh-huh. So if you don't like them, you automatically rape. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. maybe, maybe, maybe I, 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 I don't know. Like, okay, maybe we have two songs left: Christmas, fucking miracle. Yes. And uh, the. I hope everybody pulled up the lyrics for that song and squad. sunk them in and listens to that song yeah. all day every day. There's just so much fun. There's just so many fun, like, inside rap comments too and i know that i know no i know i am missing them that's another big one (laughs) um but yeah i just like i feel like that perspective i mean they talk a lot about the black experience they're always talking a lot about the oppressive systems but i feel like this approach that they 
both take, but kind of LP a bit more of this idea of like, you people out here who right now this is serving you, just get ready because this system is eventually going to run its course and you eventually will be on the lower end of the totem pole and you'll see what it feels like. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, they're speaking to such, with such wisdom and such like foresight and like, I feel like it, it adds a nuance to the narrative that's, I hope, challenging and insightful for people. I know that for me, I was even like, dang, yes. I'm like, I was feeling that energy. I know, I know, I know. And I think that's what's so fun is that, like, if you think about some of the people that came in their wake, or not came in their wake, that's not the right way to say it. Um, they're in these people's wakes. If you think about, like, sort of, like, socially conscious rappers, mm-hmm. and, and you think about, like... um Public Enemy, and, and and then there's a whole other side of that, which was Tribe Called Quest, and Public Enemy was the brash, in-your-face, Malcolm X version, and then Tribe Called Quest was more of, like, the delicate, intellectual version, and I think my, I think Killer Mike represents both. Hmm. But these lines, like, it's, it's just, like, this is what's so great about rap and poetry in general, and I guess to a certain extent, I gravitate towards, I found an inroad with rap, so, like, I do like poetry, but because I, I get a lot of the inside jokes with rap or the references, it's easier for me to enter in. But like, I just get so enamored by this line where he says, I get Radio Rahim respect. Because Radio Rahim is this character from Do the Right Thing, which is a Spike Lee movie. It's his first big, huge movie. And it, people love this movie. And Radio Rahim is this character that walks around with these two gold uh, uh, like knuckle bracelets. And he's got this huge radio, and he has one that says love and one that says hate on mm. either side. And he goes around giving these big speeches. And he's like, today I might bring this. Today I might, might bring, bring this. Hate. Interesting. And, and, every, and it's this big metaphor. It's always like when, he's, when he shows up on the scene, everybody's like, gets quiet, and he's got his radio. And, he's, and it got, it's got this like point of view perspective from the camera of like a speech that he's giving right to the camera. He's like, mm. it could be this. Hmm. And it could be this. Hmm. And when he says, that makes I get Radio Rahim respect, it's like, that's so loaded. And then he yeah. just goes right on to the next line. You're like, wait, 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 respect. Nike, some of the ghost face bracelet, firing the whole <laughs> what? Ah, the song's over. Wait. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so you layered. Know? Dang. Okay. So I think we'll do Christmas fucking miracle and then the firing squad. Cool. And we'll be done. Cool. A Christmas Fucking Miracle is probably my favorite song of theirs. That's really sweet. I That's why so. we have to listen to it. Can we watch the music video? Should we just do it that way? Yeah. Well, no, I actually maybe I want to read the lyrics. Okay. So let's do. I mean, to think too that this was from their first album. This, and this sonically this me, is the best song, <laughs> yeah. I feel like. It gets me in such a mood. <laughs> yeah, a little tinkle. And then they're like, boom. <laughs> Yeah. And you're just like instantly like, where am I? Yeah. Like, wow. I feel like I should be walking in space or something. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like for my first experience with this album, ending with this song and then, like I said, Sea Legs, Sea mm-hmm. Legs was Sea Legs to me, to a certain extent, um, walking in the snow is like an improvement on Sea Legs. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. Like we're, we're living in a treacherous world. Yeah. You know, like it's, sea legs. it's cold. Yeah. Sea legs. Sea, <laughs> sea legs. Yeah. You get it. <laughs> That's it. Um, That's but, it. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is a serious group. Like at first I was like, oh, like I put your, I put my pistol on your poodle and your baby, you know, and I shot that bitch. And I'm like, wow, this is really funny and fun. And this is a crazy beat. And, 
And all of a sudden it's like, oh, sea legs and oh, Christmas Hogging Miracle. It's like, I think this is kind of a serious group and they're yeah. really cool and I'm yeah. excited to see what they do. Um, I like really want to memorize this song. Yeah, you could. I, I, I think I could you, too. I definitely you, you have, have the power really. within <laughs> me for sure. That's one of my earliest memories of you is like driving you home from youth group and you like playing your songs that you had memorized and popping off. <laughs> love, love to have the moment to pop off to yeah. a song I've memorized. <laughs> That's why you memorize a song. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I, I know. I relate. Here it goes. Yeah. And I do love the fact that like a lot of their songs aren't totally straightforward. Like there's a lot of decoding you have to do, you know? Atlantic, never look both ways, ran in traffic, pops went away, but I stayed vagrant, place where the steel and cement became nature, look what you did with the place, it looks gorgeous, cityscape where the blood of good men courses, and the dreamers of bull trapped in porcelain, take a knee to the gods and get horseshit, wanna live with a thrill, they'll arrange it, got a bevy of imps to spit hatred, shit'll get in your head and cause panic. Have you desperately begging to get famous? Get your dignity dirty and left orphan. Sanity on the fringe of distorted. Who are they to just take shit and hoard it? Who am I that I don't get my portion? The most impressionable minds get molested in a form by manipulating forces. Don't fret, little man, don't cry. They can never take the energy inside you were born with. Knowing that, understand, you can never be poor. You already won the war, you were born rich. You can only take the energy you have going back to the ground where the home of your Lord is. Whatever that Lord is, couldn't give a fuck if you ever made fortunes. Fuck anyone ever trying to run that bump shit. Send it to the flames where the horse lives. Him and the lost minds thinking they're smarter than us. Don't understand love's importance. And we can weaponize that, bring it back to the truth where the ashes and dust got formed in. And your teeth break. Keep your canines embedded in my knuckles as a keepsake. It was seeing your veneers, just mere souvenirs falling out your mouth and on to the landscape. Me and LP do the secret handshake. Then I pummel punch a pocket head park in his pimple face till he punch drunk cause he's sweet as a pound cake. And he pussy my ear, yeah, L, I'll say. Into the wild, wild style, ghetto child running wild. Where the lions in the aisle stay. The powers to be, even off of the reprise, told us they'll take us out if we bow to our knees. But they can give that to the kings and the queens and the worshipers of I. Idols and followers of things. Cause I would rather be in the jungle with the savages. Kill or be killed, and I'm working with the average. My professor emeritus say we've been cursed being brought to the Americas. How you raise a whole human single parent? No marriages, no sense of heritage. Planned parenthood helping plan miscarriages. But I'm lucky mommy already had a narrative. Product of a teenage love, my arrogance derives from the pride in the job my parents did. Name Mike, I was told it was godlike. Even dance with the devil came out all right. Okay. Y'all no way, still spell America with the triple K, word up the spice one that O'Shea, and in the MC kicking what I go through, real rap, my last line so true, rest in peace to Pimp C and Kamutu.
You guys, this is really truly turning into a listening party, and I do kind of like the turn this episode has taken. It's been very fun. We've, and good. we've just relaxed and listened to some songs. <laughs> some good music. I hope you've been enjoying that, man. That one, can we? I want to go to a line yeah. of LPs. Macy is scrolling through Rap um, Genius. I mean, I feel like this is, like, obviously the most. I feel like this is, like, the lines of the song. They can never take the energy inside you were born with, knowing that, understand, you could never be poor. You already won the war. You were born rich. You can only take the energy you had going back to the realm or the home where your Lord is. Whoever, whatever the Lord is, couldn't give a fuck if you ever made fortunes. Fuck anyone ever trying to run that bum shit. Should I keep going? Yeah. <laughs> Send them to the flames where the orcs live. Orcs, yeah. yeah. Them and the lost minds thinking they're smarter than us don't understand love's importance, and we can weaponize that, bring them back to the truth where the ashes and the dust got formed Jeez. in. It's like... It's so oh, good. It's all so <laughs> good. I know. Some people, like, argue about, like, the best lines in hip-hop, and that's, like, a big line. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's good. It's like each one of these we could unpack, because mm-hmm. I could just sit here and unpack, you can ever take the energy inside you were born with. Mm-hmm. Like, and then that. it ends with where the ashes and the dust got formed mm-hmm. in. It's like, oof, oof. What is he saying? Oof. Where did he get these lines? I know. It's like, this This does make me feel like he's on <laughs> Yeah, I do think that. <laughs> I think you might be right. Um, I just think, too, like... You know, we're, 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 we're on the fence with Kanye these days. Everybody's on the fence with Kanye. I'm disappointing Kanye, but, like, he did have a line one time where he was like... I'm less on the fence. You, you're like, no Kanye. I'm probably... I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah, no Kanye. Yeah, yeah, me too, mostly. I'm just saying, like, I still have memories of Kanye. And <laughs> you still have memories? <laughs> I, you can I did see a- Kanye. Sometimes you pop over, you climb the fence a little bit, mm-hmm. you look over at mm-hmm. Kanye. Well, I went on a little mini road trip with my son today. Who's 16 drove the whole way, which was pretty cool. And we listened to late registration. I'm like, man, that's yeah. Kanye. Yeah. That's And he that's just good. said, like, the secret. I, I'm not quoting him perfectly, but he's like, if you want to create something, like whether it's art, fashion, um, anything, take the product and then he's like, then put some dope shit on it. <laughs> you know, and it's like a little bit like this, like there's a good idea here. And then he just the rap makes it cool. He says it in a cool way. Right, exactly. It's like, this is a concept that, like, I feel in Mm -hmm. myself, but Mm -hmm. it's like the way it's said and the way it's laid out, it it feels so much more powerful and so real. Yeah. Like, so much realer, you Mm -hmm. know? And then I feel that as I'm listening, and then I want to just restart the song and feel that again. And and then you can memorize it, it and it can become an anthem. Exactly, and And it can be, like, a part of who you are to know that they can never take this energy out of you. You were born with it. Yeah. Like, okay, suck. (laughs) Like, sink that in. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Going back to the realm of the home where your Lord is, I love these lines, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Whoever, whatever that Lord is, like, I just love that too. It's without even, I I don't know, like, I don't think LP is like a religious person, but without even being a religious person, that is a profound line of like acknowledging that we all have Lords. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter who it is. Like, go back to the place that you have meaning, where you get inspiration, where you find purpose, meditate on that and come back. It's like, this is an inclusive line, you know? Uh, no, it really is. Jeez. 
You can say so much. I'm in the lost minds thinking they're smarter than us. Yes. That's also when I'm like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> you, got, you got us there. I know there's a line in the new album, I don't remember what song it's from, but it's like, oh, I think it's in this last one I'm about to play, which I think, I think, okay, so let's round the bases Kay. to this final part. And, and maybe we'll just conclude with some final thoughts. We won't even do a let's come back. We'll cool. just, we've been doing a good job tonight. We but we, we bit off a lot, you know. Like we, this is a lot. I don't know if I don't know if we should ever do like all run the jewels, you know. Maybe it is should maybe it should be RTJ four, <laughs> you know. Like oh, oh it's so all, much. Just run the jewels. I know it's so much. We're experimenting, guys. You're you're watching and listening to the experiment. Yeah, yeah. We're having a conversation. I about know. Imagine jewels. if I had just deep dive one album all week. Honestly, I mean, I imagine like you proposing Bjork, and I feel like that would be impossible. We're just going to talk about Bjork? Yeah, no, it's going to be... That's the biggest discography ever. We'd have to pick a certain album, and every album is loaded and rich and nuanced. I don't know. I would also want to just talk about Bjork. We could just talk about Bjork. Yeah. You know, we could just talk about Bjork. Bjork as a person. And maybe not try to... Maybe we just need to really give ourselves some guidelines. If anybody's listening, they're like, these people have no plan. They're just talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's the appeal. That's the plan, though. If you guys like this, it's a conversation. And we're listening with you. You're listening to some songs. Um, so this last song to me, if I'm just being honest, I mean, the, the Christmas fucking miracle song had an emotional impact on me. Mm-hmm. I remember getting to those lines and feeling, especially as a 33 year old at that time, like, wow. Mm-hmm. But I think if I'm being real and honest, like this last song, the, this, this, the song from RTJ four, the song for the firing squad is the one that has made me feel the most emotional. Mm-hmm. I get really emotional and I just think it's because it's their most, I don't know, like you could say they're least coded. There's some coded verses in there, but like, I think at times they have been in a way trying to be cool. And part of the cool element of a true hip hop rapper MC is to be slightly coded. Um, but this is just like clear. And, and so like, I'll just, I'll just set this up for even, even somebody that has listened Maybe it just appreciates a setup. The way I take this is, I mean, especially in our current political climate, like this album came out in the most yeah. crazy timing. Yeah. Anybody could get killed at any time. Like it's just so haphazard now. Like there's very little order. There's little very direction. There's very little leadership, very little, few people we can trust. And especially like what I view to them. And maybe this is coming back to a new a new reason why I love them so much. Like I, I'm compelled and captivated by the prophets, by the idea of prophet. Like if, if we're talking about like studying the Bible, like the idea of truth tellers, mm-hmm. I love Bob Dylan. I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like Bob Dylan and run the jewels are in the same ilk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are just going to say the truth. Not even going to explain it. Yeah. I said it. Now it's up to you to do to it. like do what you Can will you explain with it. it? Nope. Nope, I said it, and that was it. That's the song. I mean, Bob Dylan has all these crazy interviews. Or somebody's, can you explain that thing you said? And he's like, no. David Lynch does the same thing. Yeah. Can you explain that? Nope. It's not meant to be explained. It's meant yeah. for you to like figure out what it means yes. for yourself. I love that. Yeah. And um, so this is like to me, I find myself in this to this to a certain extent of like, I'm not as bold as LP and Killer Mike, but I think both you and I relate to this idea of like at least wanting to be truth tellers. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens to truth tellers? Like, oftentimes they're assassinated. Yeah. And it's a scary thing. Yeah. And so this is like, uh, this is like words to the firing squad. So if you picture this, um, 
this these sets of lines getting delivered to a group of people that are about to kill you mm-hmm. and execute you. It's pretty profound. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll just do it. <laughs> and as I was listening to this, obviously, for the first time, I got to this and I was like, what's the last song? And I was like, oh, first of all, it sounds way different. It's not like a classic hip-hop beat. It's like this droning like buildup. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they're doing something very different. They're like, this isn't a funny song. Mm-hmm. We're really trying to say something. Uh, okay. Do you think this is their best album? I it's so hard because it's still so fresh. Yeah. But I have to be honest and say I'm leaning towards this being my favorite. Yeah. You know, I really love it. I feel like it's their most concise. Yeah. As a consumer, it's my favorite, but I yeah. also think it's the one I know the most. Right. So that's why. Okay, here we go. Once again, it's four days straight. I didn't wake you, baby. I just watched you lay in the radiation of the city sun. I am in love with you. It is my only grace. You know how everything can seem a little out of place. All of my life has seemed to be the only normal state. So being a normal never really made me feel the same. Being clear about the truth and being sane have never really been the same. I used to want to get the chance to show the world I'm smart. Isn't that dumb? I should have focused mostly on the heart. Because I see smarter people trampling life like it's a heart. Still being smart ain't what it used to be this fucking dark. You ever notice that the worst of us have all the chips? It really kind of take the sheen of people getting rich. Like maybe rich is not the holy ever loving king or nothing. Fuckers know we know you're bluffing. You are dealing with a motherfucking money, money runners. If I told you that I ever disdain the fortune and fame But the presence of the pleasure never abstained me from any other pain When my mother transitioned to another plane I was sitting on a plane Telling her to hold on And she tried hard but she just couldn't hang Been two years, true fears I probably never be the same This is just a chore not to let myself go insane It's crippling, make you wanna lean On a cup of promethazine But my queen say she need a king Not another junkie, flunky rapper fiend Friends tell her he could be another Malcolm, he could be another martyr. She told her partner, I need a husband more than the world need another martyr. Made in Atlanta, Georgia, where I used to ride the martyr. With an Indy 22 in the front pocket of my brain starter. Trying to make it out the mud as a baby father's much harder. The same children that you love and the daughter quarter used to break and rob you. Circumstance would have broke a weaker man, but I put it on my mama. I'm a man of honor and the hardship made me a better money runner. Never heard, never even got a motherfucking word. This is for my sister Sarah, honey. I'm so sorry you were hurt. Hey, 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 this is for the dawn. Mama took a knock, had to change the locks. Dusted up and brushed off, and I watched. Talk about a boss. For the holders of a shred of heart, even when you want to fall apart. When you're surrounded by the fog, treaded water in a ice cold dark. When they got you feeling like a box, running from another pack of dogs. 
with the pistol and the fist up in the air, we are dead, swear to God. Black child in America, the fact that I made this magic. Black and beautiful, the world broke my mama hard and she died an addict. God bless me to redeem her in my thoughts, words, and my actions. Satisfaction for the devil, goddammit, he'll never, ever have it. This is for the do-gooders that the no-gooders use and then abuse. For the truth-tellers tied to the whipping post, left feet battle proof. For the ones whose body hung from a tree like a piece of strange fruit. Go hard, last word to the fire squad was fuck you too. small-time hustlers framed by crooked cops and forced to make a run for their lives. Nothing but a bag of money, a stolen Buick Grand National, and each other to their names. They ain't friends exactly. These guys have a better chance of killing each other than beating the odds. No, sir, they're brothers. And when the chips are down, I really don't think you want to bet against them. I think here's here's what I would propose. First of all, do you have any responses to that song? I mean, a lot of responses. I think you're right. It's really emotional. Like, I think both are very vulnerable in there. Killer Mike is this. I feel like it's, it is like this 
I feel like in a lot of ways they're very justice oriented and loud and outspoken about mm-hmm. things, but this is a slightly different angle of it being more, there's a lot of, I feel like it makes sense that you, this is a very emotional song. Like you can sense yeah. the vulnerability piece from both of them. Mm-hmm. And like we were saying, like those last few lines by killer Mike are very, I don't know. They're really poignant. They're, they're sad. They're powerful. Yeah. Even as you're talking, I'm thinking like of the last song from run the jewels three that you were talking about, about the, how powerful they felt at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, this one feels I'm thinking out loud here, but like comparatively that that third one, which I love, I love, and I keep getting tripped up on the word. What's the word we like that they use? Oh, stay hostile, stay hostile, stay yeah. hostile is how they end that one. I yeah. love that, and it's true, and to a certain extent, it feels a little bit comparatively compensating for something. If that makes sense. So, so what I would say is this one feels slightly more vulnerable and tragic. Like, yeah, we're trying to be tough, but we're also freaking scared and people in our life have died. Yeah. And we can, we can be vigilant and hostile and talk trash all we want, but this world is killing us. Yeah. And you're, you're, we're about to be killed by this firing squad and fuck you too. Like, I've I've lived my loudest and proudest and there's nothing I can do. I'm still being killed. Yeah. And it just is like, I just think when it came out in this current political world, social climate, climate, it was like, gosh, it's cool to still have that run the jewels energy of like confidence and strength, Mm -hmm. but coupled with like, we're all feeling more vulnerable now. Like, Gosh. Yeah. No, I think that it's, yeah, I think you're naming it. I think you're naming that piece there, the the vulnerability piece and the like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of complicated when you think about this other piece of them being like, we're dirt and there's nothing you can do to make us any mm-hmm. less. But then there's also this like alongside that, this piece of like, those people are also the ones writing this song yeah. where it's naming so much pain of mm-hmm. what it is to be in the dirt, you know? So it's like you have, you have both of those things mm-hmm. you have to hold that as a person who loves these people and knows these people. Yeah. And I just think like Christmas fucking miracle, it's like another big dose of wisdom of like maybe being rich isn't the only thing that's important in life, you know, here and <laughs> It's like, I know, I know for you, that's always like a, a, a no duh, <laughs> but like, I am somebody that gets swept up into that sometimes, you know? And, yeah. and so it's really important to acknowledge that. Um, and then he just says it so well, like you all that are rich are proving that it's not really great. Cause you're all, yeah. you know, bad Fucked people. Yeah. You're not doing anything with it. Yeah. You know? So I don't want to be you, you know? Yeah pass hard pass yeah. <laughs> i'm like hard pass on being rich <laughs> uh, i think i think maybe we can conclude with a 10 minute very ten controlled minutes. 10 minute discussion on bandmates okay that's, on being fun. Bandmates. that's okay. fun when we come back macy and i are gonna oh we're gonna tr- come back and do try it try to, to have a quick discussion about wh- how mike killer mike and lp influence us as podcasters yeah
we're back. So we just did a pretty uh, chaotic episode, I think. Like we're you say this, but all of our episodes are chaotic. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it, it won't feel as chaotic because people aren't here in the room and don't know all the ups and downs that we're experiencing. <laughs> don't know the times we put the mics down to have. Yeah, yeah, no. That should be that should be that should be acknowledged, especially since we've done an episode about between takes. Yeah. Tonight was a big in between takes episode. <laughs> like we had some big discussions in between. I don't know why. I think we also set ourselves up because we had a big friend discussion before this podcast, which needed to happen oh before this gosh. podcast. That sounds so crazy for people. True. People are like, what are they talking about? Friendship. Friendship is complicated, everybody. Macy and I aren't friends anymore. We're just... <laughs> We're just r- doing this podcast, but we had to have a talk about how Scott's gonna go friendship. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so thoughts about bandmates. I'll just say, I think we had a very high quality, productive, sweet friend check-in. Oh, we definitely just to, did. Just to make sure anybody that's listening is like, what? What are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's obvious we're still friends. <laughs> um, right. Okay. I'll, 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 should I kick it off? Please do. I love the idea of bandmates. Yep. And when we've said bandmates, I think of this idea of like, I'm 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 really captivated by first of all this this lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. when LP sang at the end of this 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 verse we were listening to, which is like, become an adult, no way. Like yeah, no. I'm gonna keep doing what I want. <laughs> Ari, what does he say? Like arigato. <laughs> arigato. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> thank you. And no, it's thank like. You. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I've been I've been like nudged by society my whole life to be a quote unquote adult, and I think it's important mm. to be adult. Actually, I remember I remember talking to Padre Gotuma, and he just kept saying like, "I think the invitation is to be an adult." Like, there is something compelling about being a quote unquote adult in a certain way. Like, to be a safe person, to be a reasonable person, to be a rational person, to be a justice oriented person, to be a solid person in the world. That's like somebody that can engage in relationships and, you know, be thoughtful and know themselves. That's a certain version of adulthood. But the other version of adulthood is like a I myth. Would, I, would, I would say, yes, I agree. And I think there's a point being made. But I think all those things that you just said could be described of a child. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've been intrigued by Podrick saying adult. Yeah. And, and I respect him enough to know that, like, there's something behind that. Yeah, there's something there. That. Yeah. Um, you know... Yeah, he just kept saying in my interview with him, I think the invitation is to be an adult, you know, and he's saying in his Irish way. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, obviously we would add a layer onto that. Like maybe being an an adult is having a certain connection to your childhood or your child-like nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's exactly what they're saying in here. Like we don't want your version of adulthood, like this very successful business, rich man, rich person-oriented success-driven, power-driven, mm-hmm. you know, like they're not interested. Hard pass, as you would say. Hard pass. You know, but there's there's something about bands that feel so free. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how adulthood came into that, but like there's something about the podcast that for me, recording for over two years now, has felt very free and fun. And there's just something about listening to Killer Mike and LP talk about like, we're just always together on the road doing our thing and we have this other life, but we always come back and we have this thing we're doing and we're part of run the jewels and yeah, that's part of who I am now. 
I feel like watching, looking at them in interviews, I like for sure was like, oh, this is like a Scott and Macy vibe. Like the way they like support each other and you could tell her like, this is my person that helps me do the, like I get to rap with my best friend and that's so fun Mm -hmm. and we get to do this. And I feel that's like, I get to host this podcast and just have my best friend as like doing these creative projects together. Like it's, it's a very sweet vibe and you sense it in what they produce, but it also, I think, makes, it's like their whole thing is like, the point is that we get to have fun and do this together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's also kind of what we're doing. It's like, the point of this podcast is way less about, of course we care about who's listening, whoever's listening and has made it this far in this episode. But the point of this podcast is ultimately so you and I can have time to hang out and do this and do a fun thing together. Like the point is, what's happening between us and I feel that's like when Killer Mike and LP were talking about getting together that's like well we were just touring and having so much fun playing together and it was like we wanted to just keep playing together Mm -hmm. you know just like let's just keep that going like they found this person that gets them and it's like let's roll with it and I feel like you and I both I think have because we each bring something different to the table and have different perspectives and like just like really different skill sets you know like (laughs) I don't care to edit or care to like think about sonics and like the way things are going but like that's totally true (laughs) what do you mean I feel like you have a good ear that's nice but I don't like there's just like lots of elements of like just even juggling like I don't get interviews for us. Oh, right, right. You know, yeah, like sure, there's sure. lots of yeah, different... Yeah, I guess we complement each other a little bit. Well, yeah, and I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's so fun being on a team also where I know that the relationship is like, that's fine that I don't ever really set up interviews and I don't feel like I'm doing any disservice to the team because like I light the fucking candles when the <laughs> podcast is happening and I get to offer that, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that me lighting candles is just as important, very important. as you getting very, your interview. <laughs> very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're saying it. I think I'm encouraged by their friendship. I'm like, yes, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And like it it's like encouragement for what we're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think I've said this before, but listening to Rob, Robert Krolich and Jab Jad Abumrod reflect on their time at Radio Lab and saying like it wasn't even necessarily about the topics, but it's like the the energy that they generated in their conversations was like warming your hands around a warm fire. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even maybe on an episode like tonight that feels, well, maybe who knows what sounds like edited tonight. It just feels like it was a little hard to wrangle down, but I do like we did it in a listening format. But like, I think one of the things that seems when you hear LP and killer Mike talk and, and it, it and it feels like freedom is like we found each other. And then we decide to do this thing and we're both liking it. And I think that's been personally for like my thing for me is like, Oh, I'm really liking this. I hope Macy likes it as much as I do. And we're both doing it. And it's like, Whoa, we, we both do. And you do. We're and both whoa, having fun. This is great. And also then like, I'm sitting here looking at a letter we got from one of our listeners that is just like, you could you could die happy after getting one of these letters. Yeah, that's you know? truth. Just Blue like dot. the we nicest. Love you so much. Yes, it's like how 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 have we done something where we get a letter like this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's just so great and you want more of it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about the idea of a bandmate that's like, it's so much. I feel like it's like go back to fusion. It's like, it doesn't double the strength. It like quadruples it. Hmm. You know, like a, we have each other to know that we're creative partners, you know? And like, I like referring to you as my bandmate more than like, a podcast partner. Totally. Same. You know, that, same, that same. makes so much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we're not like necessarily sending each other like information back and forth around like whatever music we're producing, but we are constantly always in conversation and knowing that we're, we're creatively creating conversations. And so we're doing the work outside of the podcast too, to like make the podcast what it is, Dang. you know? I like the way this is ending because it's not really about around the jewels anymore. It's like a springboard <laughs> because I think we think about surprise, like surprise. Alex Scaly and uh, um, oh, oh no 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 my favorite person who who's the who's the lead Rick singer? Rubin no who's the lead singer of uh, Beach House oh Victoria Victoria Legrand and Alex Scaly. <laughs> And they are bandmates. The fact that I knew. I know. It's amazing. Um, I had had a brain thing right there. Um, And I watched the Beastie Boys documentary recently, you know, and it's like they were just talking just about how much, like, it seems like they were swept up in fun. Mm -hmm. Like, they hardly knew what they were doing, but they were just having so much fun. Yeah. And the level that they got to, it's like they made their first album, which at the time, I think for... A long, long, long time was the most successful rap album of all time. So it's weird that it happens to be white people, obviously, but like, um, Jesus. they moved to a, 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 a mansion in Beverly Hills and like were living all together as like early, like you guys here in the 169 only. It's but a in mansion. like a mansion and they're just and like free to do what they want. Yes, and they have so much money and like, and like, Ad Rock is like one of the main. Uh, they're all the main guys. Um, Mike D, Adam Yauch, but like <laughs> all these characters, I don't want to get too lost in this. Um, but Ad Rock is like living in his own sort of like little room slash apartment in this mansion, and it happens to be a window that looks the the window from his room looks out underneath their pool. What? Yeah. So like. So you could see people swimming when they're <coughs> swimming. Yeah. So MC8, who's Adam Yauk, would like tap on the window every morning under the pool swimming and be like, wake up and it's like time to party and let's make music and let's hang out and let's have fun and let's go party. And it's like, this was their life, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it's like you listen to it and you're like, this is like a dream. I might as well be hearing about a Disney movie. This might as well be like, what, you know? Yeah. Aladdin. I don't know. I'm trying to choose the first Disney movie that came into my mind. <laughs> Every I was thinking, what's the least problematic Disney movie? I don't even I, know. I was like, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, problem, problem, problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always problems. There's problems. With, I don't even think I... I don't... You a telling fantasy. me that scenario, I don't know if I go to that being a fantasy. Sometimes this feels like a fantasy to me. I'm like, this is so cool. This is so yeah. cool that we do this. Yeah. And it feels very free. We're... We're in charge. Killer, killer masters. Killer, kill our masters. I mean, in a way, this podcast, 
I think its origins have a little Kill Your Masters vibes, especially probably more for you than for me. It does. Like, I've been told what to say my whole life, and I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm just going to say my mind here on this podcast mm-hmm. and meander. I don't think it's more for me, though. I mean, this has been a platform for you, too, to just... It's true, but I have feel like, in a way, I had less quote-unquote masters to kill starting i'm starting this podcast at a younger age a which is just different and then b like i've always been kind of a little middle fingering a lot of authorities you know like i've i've played the game and i haven't been able to play the game you know i don't fit the game very quickly you Mm -hmm. know so it's like yeah i don't i don't know we're both killing masters in a different way i guess yeah yeah, I mean, it's 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 feeling very like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, saying it that way feels very victimy to me, like I'm sort of, sort of I don't know. Oh, I'm not saying it in that way. I'm like saying it's like for you, I feel like this is like a therapy of going through and like having these conversations is helping you to kill the masters. Oh, for sure. 100%. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's living out this idea of killing the masters by like putting in the work of having these conversations and not letting their voices affect what you want to say and letting your voice be free. You know? I totally relate. Everything you're saying I relate to and understand and track with and agree with. But I just, I, I just still to this day don't know how to talk about that. You know, okay, because I no, I just I, that's what I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, what you said is one of the truest things you could say. It's absolutely true, and I and I think probably people that listen to this podcast know a little bit about what that means. But um, run the jewels. <laughs> from the jewels y'all hope you enjoyed this one um we're gonna fizzle this episode out yeah we've been doing dream logs and we talk about certain dreams fizzling fizzling and this one's fizzling yeah i like that idea actually yeah it's not like ending and and here's hey this has been a great episode everybody we love listening thanks for listening to no small thing we're gonna come right back at you next week with another episode episode 108 Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. I low-key would do that. That's like an energy I could bring right now. But we're also fizzling. But we're going to fizzle. This has been sweet. I don't know what our it's next fading. episode is. This has is. been a dream. You've been listening. This is a dream. And What is our next episode? We're transitioning to the next episode. Click the next episode. This has been nice. Thanks Chips. for listening. Run the jewels. Hip-hop, rap, music. No small thing. Chips, Chips maybe. Now, maybe. We might next week be talking about chips. But this is fizzling. Thank you for listening, everybody.